0: One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome and welcome and welcome in episode 132. Two
1: of the Dynasty Debates, the best-kept secret in all of Dynasty fantasy football. I am your humble host, as always, the humblest host in the biz, Evan Brown. You can catch me over on Twitter at FFEvanLucian. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. You can drop me an email, debates at gmail.com. Many ways to get in touch, get involved, let me know what you love, what you hate, what you want to hear more of on this show. Guys we live in a simulation week six is now pretty much in the books again i'm recording monday evening british standard time about 7 p.m monday night football has not yet commenced but you know we know enough to know that week six was crazy the nfl's crazy it's not getting any less crazy so we are going to do the recap show tonight if you haven't been paying attention or haven't been following along or if you're new on a tuesday i usually drop a solo recap pod just covering all the main games from sunday just some takeaways stats things to think about from a dynasty perspective for each and every game because there's a lot going on a lot of times it's easy to miss out some of the action but What I think I'm going to do today is something slightly different. I think we're at that stage in the season. Contenders are kind of getting their head around the fact that they're contenders. Rebuilders are kind of crying into their 2023 picks and realizing they got to play for next year. I think we need to have a come to Jesus moment. So that's what we are going to do. We're going to talk through each game and each team, but just really quickly highlight sort of a Um, a key player or position or situation that we just need to have a real hard look at and maybe some key takeaways for Dynasty. Hopefully this helps, hopefully this gives you some food for thought if you're a contender or a rebuilder and just some ways to look at some of these players and ways to value them. So without any further ado, let's jump into the recap. The Main Event We are going to be running through these matchups in no particular order just going to be hitting them um, kind of on the show sheet here so don't be worrying if it's not a chronological order or anything like that so first up here the San Francisco 49ers lost to the Atlanta Falcons 14 to 28 so you hear that and you think wow you know I imagine Drake London Kyle Pitts must have had a smash game you'd be wrong. Drake London, four targets, three receptions. Kyle Pitts, three targets, three receptions. So uh, for takeaways, as far as on the 49ers side for Dynasty, I personally don't want any part of the the run game really in any part heart, really, for for dynasty. I mean, uh, case in point, and this is not just me just tilting, this is genuinely just, my point is, I'm a contender in several leagues, I'm in lots of leagues, in several leagues I'm a contender, I trusted Jeff Wilson this week, he gives me minus half a point, Um, you know, last week if you'd had the guts or the the wisdom, the foreknowledge to start Tevin Coleman, you'd have got like an RB8 or 9 performance, so anyone rushing in the Kyle Shanahan system is always going to be potentially gold, but the problem is we just don't know, Tevin Coleman is the most recent case in point, plucked off of the street as it were onto the practice squad elevated rb8 one week the very next week he has three um three yards on four rush attempts so you know neither of those guys are startable you can't start either of them with any sort of confidence you don't know what the situation is with Tyrion davis price when he comes back um you don't know what the situation is with elijah mitchell when he comes back There's literally just, it's just pick your poison. Um, Even with George Kittle, you know, the last couple of weeks, he's been blocking more than anything. And then all of a sudden he has 10 targets, eight receptions, 83 yards, which is fantastic if you get that every week. If I'm in any way, shape or form a rebuilder, or even if I'm not a rebuilder, I probably am just going to try and get rid of any and all running backs, anybody to do with San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan is, you know, one of those guys, probably a really smart NFL coach that can do really good things most of the time. But for fantasy, it's just, it's a headache more than anything, especially with the running game. I've said it for a while. That's where I stand on. It. on the Falcon side, guys. I think especially when we talk about Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I'm talking about them together because let's be honest, they're both basically wide receivers. I know Kyle Pitts is a tight end um in designation, but let's be honest, he's pretty much a wide receiver with his skill set and with his abilities and route running. Um, you just have to buy talent, you know, and expect the situations change and talent rises to the top. With we have too many, too many situations, years years upon years of guys like DK Metcalf, guys like AJ Brown, you know, being put in these situations that are so suboptimal and eventually the cream rises to the top um, as much a man Randy Savage would say and ultimately I'm more than happy to still buy the dip especially if you're rebuilding if you can flip some of these guys who are smashing it right now like a Tyler Lockett or somebody who you know right now looks great on paper is really putting in the points but you know maybe he's not a long-term play if you can get a discount on a Kyle Pitts or a Drake London for somebody like that, I'm more than happy to do so. Moving right along, going to hit up the Patriots-Browns. So the Patriots pretty much embarrassed the Browns here with a backup quarterback, 38-15, to the battle of the backups here. Bailey Zappi looked really good, actually. Um, It's hard to know what to do with him in Dynasty. I would lean towards the idea of, like, if you've got him rostered at the moment, try and flip him off of this big game. Um, to Maybe to the Mac manager, just because maybe these... Freaking out and thinking how much longer is this going to take? Bailey played really well. He looked really good, honestly. Um, what I would say, as far as like the Patriots, if you're a rebuilder, Uh, One guy who is a sneaky target was Tyquan Thornton. He looked really, really good. There was like very little to no buzz in him um, on the pre-draft process. Everyone was kind of mocking him being drafted so high, but high draft capital is obviously a good indicator as far as those things go for potential success in the NFL. And that's what we care about for Dynasty. Um, He got his first taste of action last week, played this week, looked really, really good, brought a new dimension to that offense. Again, playing with a backup Bailey Zappi. Um, I don't think there's a lot of buzz right now on Dynasty trade calculators coming in around a 2023 third. I mean, that's, that's, a great great bargain bin price for somebody who could potentially just raise in value um one thing that i always tell people when they're rebuilding is try not to trade uh, vets just for draft picks because draft picks as we've seen with this draft class can be great they can also be absolutely nothing and bust completely so if you're trading you know somebody like for example if you've got Jacoby Myers and you're trying to rebuild if you could get Tyquan Thornton in a second or something along those lines that would be a great win in my opinion Um, on the Cleveland Brown side Kareem Hunt had a terrible game if you're a contender I think you go in right now and see if you can get a deal done Um, he's somebody's gonna be certainly a lot cheaper than Nick Chubb he still has a lot of skill sets that are going to be utilized hopefully when um, Deshaun Watson comes back which is pretty soon now I've already gone on record with guys like Donovan Peoples Jones stuff like that anything Thing you can get any price you can get for them i'm the same honestly with like david njoku i don't know maybe he'll be even better when Deshaun watson gets back but especially if you're rebuilding the way i look at it is i don't necessarily want to sell off like a mark andrews um you know or a kyle Pitts, unless i absolutely am getting the most crazy overpay ever because you got to think about if you're rebuilding what are you rebuilding for again if you're just getting a bunch of draft picks you're hoping we hear this 23 class is going to be really good i haven't dove into it enough yet to know like categorically yes there's 18 amazing players but you got to think look i need guys who are making a difference at their position value over replacement mark andrews Make so much of a difference at the tight end position. I'm not really even trying to trade him away, even if I'm a contender, or sorry, even if I'm a rebuilder, unless I'm getting somebody like if somebody's just sick to death of Kyle Pitts and they're trying to contend this year and they want to give me Kyle Pitts in a second or something like that, Kyle Pitts in a first, even who knows, crazier things happen. Um, yes, I'll bite at that, but I'm not going to trade away Mark Andrews just for a first or a first and a second if I'm rebuilding because what are the chances then? I have to plug that tight end hole. What are the chances that I get a tight end with that first round pick that's as good as Mark Andrews probably? not very good. Now for the moment that I have been dreading, I'm just going to dive right in and I'm going to talk about the New York Jets beating the Green Bay Packers. And why am I dreading this moment? Because I need to talk about one Elijah Moore. Now, Elijah Moore, I think if you know anything about me, if you have followed me on Twitter or listened to the show at all for any length of time whatsoever, you know my feelings about Elijah Moore. I absolutely love the dude. Huge fan. He is tied for my most rostered player in Dynasty. And if you have any Elijah Moore anywhere, you know the pain that that has been causing us. Us Elijah Moore stands. He is currently wide receiver 74 through six weeks. He literally only has 16 receptions in six weeks of play. He's averaging six points game and icing on the cake or, you know, salt in the wound, whatever way you want to look at it. He literally did not have a target in week six when they beat the Green Bay Packers. So panic stations, right? What do we do now? This is my official stance on it. As of Monday, the 17th of October, it could change. All things are subject to change. But what I'm going to do for now is I'm just going to hold. I know it's not exciting. I know it's not maybe, you know, the panic stations, um, you know, five alarm fire that we want to hear about or talk about. I'm not going to say sell, sell for anything, sell low. Uh, It's dynasty. You don't get a chance to just completely restart over every year. You have a finite amount of resources. You have to be wise and selling this low because right now, let's be honest, what are you going to get? What are you going to get? if you go out and try and sell, you know, trade away Elijah Moore right now off the back of a zero target wide receiver 74 whatever, you know, performance so far. I mean, you pr- you would be lucky to get a 23 second. So just getting a 23 second puts you right back in a position where you have no idea right now where that second's going to be, you don't know who that player is going to be, you don't know what kind of situation they're going to be drafted to. I I think you have to go back to what we talked about what I've talked about there previously. Remind yourself, look, with wide receivers specifically, we have to almost ignore situation and bet on talent. I know that I believe Elijah Moore is a very talented player. He was talented and productive in in college he has a good production profile athletically um he had flashes of this last year where he was absolutely balling out over a multi-game sample size uh right now he is not meshing with Zach Wilson he's not meshing with this this coaching scheme but I think he is too good of a player to just be this useless fantasy forgotten player for all time I don't think there's any reason to sell him right now because you're not gonna get anything for him and I think you just have to hold and hope for better days um on the whole should I buy low side um you know it depending on the price yeah i'm fine with it because again i do believe in the talent but please don't go out and be like i'll give you 23 first like you don't need to do that right now um if you're rebuilding yeah he's absolutely somebody i'd probably be targeting you know if you're getting rid of guys you know that are a little bit older or kind of like you know hey give me um i've got amari cooper i'll uh, you give me a 23 first um and elijah moore something like that you might be able to get that done right now because you know amari cooper's top 12 wide receiver right now, and we're expecting Deshaun Watson to come back, something like that, so that's my official stance on it, let me know what you think, I'm curious what other people's thoughts are, that's where I stand at the moment, I'm going to bet on the talent, the same as DK Metcalf, the same as AJ Brown, the same as, you know, even Devonta Smith, these guys that, you know, we say, oh, I don't like their situation, or oh, I don't like the fact that somebody else is in town, and all of a sudden, you know, talent wins out, so on the Green Bay Packers, there's loads of stuff we could talk about, It's it's just a mess at the minute, it is a complete disarray. Honestly, I would say I guess if you're looking for somebody to buy low on Romeo Dobbs, he had another nine targets. He only had four receptions for 21 yards. So again, if somebody in your league is just sort of box score scouting, um, Romeo Dobbs could be a nice sort of sneaky buy low target still because he has had about an 18 to 20 percent target share um through six games. As a rookie, that's really good, especially with you know Aaron Rodgers, who is a very, very talented quarterback. Um, that's kind of the main guy. Robert Tanyan he had 12 targets which is awesome but again if you're rebuilding i'm more than happy selling high because he is somebody who's just very replaceable to me as far as tight ends go when i hit over to or head over i should say to the afc south the battle of the jags and the colts the colts got sweet sweet revenge on the jacksonville jaguars 27 34 to uh, make up for that goose egg that they laid a couple weeks back um yeah i mean it was a crazy game matt ryan threw the ball 58 times which you know as not normal Jonathan Taylor was out Naeem Hines was out uh Deion Jackson was like the RB1 on the week so like we just like we all wrote it up Michael Pittman Jr. or Michael Pitbull Jr. is as we know an absolute dog and if you don't already have him on your roster it's probably too late because again he just had another smash week you're not going to be able to get him any sort of discount or cheap price what i would somebody i would be really trying to push if i'm in any way well just in general like paris campbell man there's paris campbell truthers in every single league if you happen to have paris campbell on your roster and you're not the paris campbell truther he just had 11 targets and a touchdown i would be pushing him like crazy. See if you can get like a 23 second out of him or a player in a third or something like that. I mean, first of all, the Colts offense has been up and down very mercurial all season. There's nobody we can really, really rely on outside of maybe Michael Pittman, Jr. um, Jonathan Taylor, when he's healthy. I mean this week, I mean, six weeks in, First of all, Paris Campbell stayed healthy, which is fantastic, but he's had four targets, two targets, two targets, four targets, three targets, 11 targets. It's not somebody you're going to be trusting week in, week out. I mean, he's been in the league for several years at this point. I'm really happy that he's staying fit and healthy, but again, I'm not somebody, it's not somebody I'm trying to rebuild around or you know plan long term on. So he's somebody I'd be looking to move off of if at all possible. Jelani Woods have been saying for a while, try and get a deal on him, especially in any sort of tight end premium leagues. The dude is an absolute weapon. He goes on the field again, three targets, two receptions and a touchdown. He's going to be lethal in the end zone once he gets his feet a little bit more under him. I definitely believe in the potential there. On the Jag side, honestly, uh, for me, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's QB 10 on the season, six weeks in. It doesn't feel like that because he has made a couple silly mistakes. He had a really bad game against the Eagles. He's had some fumble issues. He's had a couple of turnovers. Um, You know, people just feel like, it feels like they're still really, down on him but he's actually producing pretty well so I would be really interested to see if you can get any sort of a deal on him like if you're trying to rebuild and you've got Aaron Rodgers man if you could swap Aaron Rodgers for Trevor Lawrence and a little bit of something on top and I I know it sounds crazy when you think about it but man there is a real truth dynasty players one of our biggest weaknesses is we just get take lock we just get our head made up about certain players or certain situations um we just think Aaron Rodgers is you know he is awesome he is amazing and you know a lot I know a A lot of dynasty players still absolutely in love with Aaron Rodgers and thinking he is going to play for three or four more years. I know a lot of guys who've just soured on Trevor Lawrence and just think, you know, he's a bust. He's a bum. Justin Fields is a bum. This whole draft class was, you know, rubbish. And we just need to look forward to 2023 because they're going to be perfect. I'd be looking to get a deal on Trevor Lawrence if I'm in any way a rebuilder or just in general. Like he's, I think he's really played well this year in... uh, Overall, And I think there's still steps forward to be made. I think that, you know, there's a good coaching staff in place now. I think they're going to continue to get the best out of him. It's a process. This is almost like a second rookie year for him, considering how bad he had it last year. And I will just touch on Travis Etienne as well. He's continuing to slowly take over the backfield. 10 attempts to James Robinson's 12. He had a 48-yard rush. He looks explosive. He looks exciting when he's touching the ball. Yes, there's still work to be done. But, you know, honestly, again, a lot of people are pretty soured on him. Don't believe in him. He's only RB 28 on the season right now. I think you can get a deal for him. He's worth less than a 2023 first, even a late first on dynasty trade calculator. That's very intriguing to me. Um, if you look even just over at PFF for in the first six weeks here for running backs, who have had a minimum of at least 25 rush attempts. He comes in as the RB five as far as their run grades. So he's definitely taken a step forward. He's kind of sneaky. Um, he's like sneaky good. People don't see him as good, but he is actually improving. He's playing well. I think you can still go in and get a deal for him again, especially if you're trying to, you know, rebuild. Maybe somebody can, like say, I'll get rid of Dalvin Cook, give me Travis Etienne in a first or something like that. Those kind of things do happen. I would certainly be looking to trade into that um, Etienne situation because I think his value will continue to rise. Next up, my beloved Minnesota Vikings managing to narrowly eke out a victory over the backup and the backup to the backup for the Miami Dolphins. Skylar Thompson got injured fairly early in the first half, something to do with his thumb. Teddy Bridgewater, the one time Viking came back into the game here and um, he played pretty pretty well considering but we managed to squeeze out a victory here it's so for me uh looking at the dolphins uh, any any they're sort of similar their run game is similar to san francisco for me any and all running backs in their system i'm wanting to get rid of if i can get a value on them raheem mostert's been playing really really well no offense to raheem mostert i personally just do not do not believe a that he's going to last the entire season with a heavy workload b i certainly don't plan on you know Sticking around and, and having him as a key integral part of my run game for my dynasty squad. So, if you can, hi, you know, capitalize on the hype that he's been getting, man, if you can get a 23 second out of Reign Mostert, that is such a win in my book. Skylar Thompson, absolutely, I could flip, I would flip for anything because you probably picked him up off the waiver wire. Same with Teddy Bridgewater. He's not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. If you can manage to package him and something else and flip him over to the Tua manager for anything like halfway decent, I'd be all about that life uh mike is as well if you're a rebuilder so i'm trying to hit a lot of rebuilding because i feel like there's a lot of people are rebuilding a lot of people contending now at this part of the season mike is absolutely is one of those guys i'm happy to ship if i am rebuilding he is very replaceable yes he had a big game he was tied in one or two on the week but he's not an integral part of this game plan. Like we've seen that win too. is in, he's not getting the targets. It's Waddle and Hill. Um, It's split between some of the running backs. Yes. He'll get occasionally big splash games, but not enough to make you feel good about playing him week in week out. If you can get a 23 second and a player for him, something like that in a tight end premium league and you're rebuilding, I would be happy to do that. Um, But yeah, I love Tyreek Hill in this system. He is absolutely, I mean, he got 15 targets of the week in there. Jalen Waddle as well. 10 targets. You love to see that. I freaking love Jalen Waddle. He is, is you know very high in my dynasty rankings if you're trying to rebuild and you have Tyreek Hill if I could get Jalen Waddle and something on top I would love to do that um, but yeah Jalen Waddle in general always is going to be a target anytime for some reason people just love to fade him I feel like they're kind of I think they would start getting excited and then as soon as the Tyreek Hill trade happened they were just like oh no this is bad news and it doesn't matter that he's just been awesome most games <laughs> I mean yes he's had a couple of bumps but you know yeah a little bit of injury obviously lost his starting quarterback that's to be expected it's very interesting to me that they they clearly have a connection here and it, um you know Tyra Kell is going to get his of course he is but Waddle and Tua have a really good connection he's certainly somebody that I, I really like and I love to uh, the idea of building around in dynasty on the Viking side man I really hope you're taking the every advantage to flip Dalvin Cook for a max profit And if you're anything other than a really seriously top two or three contender this year um he's getting older he's already gotten beat up again this year he's not been Amazing, most games he's gotten into the end zone a couple of times, which is great. That's what you love to see. But he's not like he's not just like you know changing changing the the world, shaking the world of running backs here. So I think you get rid of Dalvin Cook if you can. Um, again, depending on the price, I'm quite happy getting rid of Kirk Cousins in a in a rebuild because he's not going to be somebody that you're like, oh, I want to build around this guy for the long term. Only guy really is Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's it. Adam Thielen, absolutely ship him off if you can. If you're anything but a contender, KJ Osborne, I. Bit, bit in bit on this poison apple myself multiple times in the offseason believed the hype that he was you know that the, the vikings were going to be passing so much and they're going to be passing to wide receivers so much blah 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 and it just isn't really happening i mean you have five targets three receptions 18 yards he's not somebody you're even feeling good putting into your flex he's the same sort of guy kj osborne same sort of guys donovan people's jones josh palmer you know all these guys that you know we hype up these wide receiver threes that are never even necessarily going to be steady consistent wide receiver threes. so if you can package kj osborne And you're 23 third to get like a 23 second, something like that. I'm happy to do that. Irv Smith, exact same boat for me. Yes, he might continue to develop and be a solid tight end. But for me, tight ends like, man, you just want to keep trying to get to that you know, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews tier. I mean, Kyle Pitts, we say it in faith, but you know what I mean. That that tier where it's actually making a difference, not just surviving. So again, I feel like the same exact way about all those guys on the Vikings roster. And I'm a Vikings fan, so you know that I'm not just being a hater. Just want to touch on the Cincinnati Bengals barely managing to squeak out the revenge game of the Red Rifle himself. You know, Andy Dalton here led the New Orleans Saints to a very close loss here, 26 to 30. Now as far as Dynasty goes Honestly, if I am anything other than a strong contender for the Bengals, looking to offload Mixon, if at all possible, trying to get him moved. He is aging. He's not been very efficient. He's just okay. He's not somebody that I'm excited about even moving into next year and things like that. The Bengals have really struggled. They're only 3-3. Three and three. Their offensive line looks pretty bad um the the wide receivers have been you know in and out with injuries and different things like that so for me i would be looking to offload mixon i would be looking to offload the hype of tyler boyd he's played really well you know higgins was out there for a little bit i would look to always it's always buy t higgins season for me like i love t higgins absolutely adore the dude and you can always get him for cheaper than jamar chase it's just the nature of the beast he had 10 targets just coming back there from an ankle injury six receptions 47 yards so if you're able to get any sort of a discount now, if somebody's trying to rebuild and they're willing to get rid of T Higgins for something like a 23 first or 23 first and something small, I'd be really happy to do that. Because again, you always want, like, if you know, especially a young, still up and coming, still stud wide receiver, rather than a random pick that you don't know what it's going to be. I'm going to lean towards the actual proven talent on the same side, I have Chris Olave or bust for me, like, honestly, I get it. If you're an absolute contender and you just need a running back, you want to go for Kamara, but man, he, he's awesome. He's such a talented running back, but like, I'm not going to be investing in Kamara as a rebuilder or even just a middle of the road. I don't think he's somebody that I'm going to like expect to get three or four more years of amazing elite production out of. So for 23 being such a strong draft cap draft um, class, especially in the running back position, I'm not looking to shell out 23 first to get Kamara on my team. Um, Anyone else, man, it's like, honestly, if I can wait till, you know, James Winston gets back, and he looks healthy next week or something i'd be happy to ship him off i just don't know i'm not confident that he's a long-term answer he seems to be getting beat up all the time he's not even putting up these big massive incredible boom games um obviously andy dalton anything you can get out of him same with Taysom Hill, same with Traquan Smith, same with all these guys, really, honestly, other than Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, man, if you can ship him out, I, I mean, hopefully you already got a chance to, but even if you get like a 23 second and a player for him, I'd be probably happy to do that at this stage with his age and with his injury history. Another one of the upsets of the week, New York Giants moved to 5-1, and one, defeating the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. to 20. Man. I honestly am going to be surprised if Dable doesn't get Coach of the Year. It's incredible what he has managed to achieve, especially when you look at the absolute dearth of weaponry that he's been <laughs> having here with the New York Giants. As far so for from a dynasty perspective, right? Saquon Barkley looks like an absolute dude again. Um, it's unfortunate because now it's kind of a bad time to buy because he's looked so awesome. Anybody's been hanging on for dear life for the last year or two. They're going to want multiple firsts to get rid of him. So I think if you've got him and you're in any way sort of Middle of the pack or pushing towards contender, you probably just want to ride him out and see what you can get, you know, see what you can get this year. But man, if you are struggling. In any way, shape, or form, or you're thinking of rebuilding, you know, now is a beautiful time. Everyone is excited. Everyone's always loved Saquad. So I mean you can get multiple first and a player for him, or a couple players, probably, depending on your league. Um, honestly, there's a couple really intriguing players here that I really want you to kind of go out and look at. Daniel Bellinger, tight end, five for five this week, 38 yards and a touchdown, rookie tight end, um, somebody that's was kind of a mix. People were all over the place with him. I quite liked him. I saw him as quite raw coming out of San Diego state athletic had chops for catching, but had just a mess of a system that he was in. I know Daniel Jermaine. I was actually really high on him. I think he had him as his tight end two or three in the draft class. He's really hit the ground running. They clearly like him. They're getting him involved. They're making a point of getting him involved. And I think you can still get him really cheap if you're in tight end premium league he's the kind of guy that i want to be like attacking getting as a throw in wandale robinson he finally got in got in some action and man he looked electric he you know again not a huge splash game four targets three receptions a touchdown so you might still be able to get a deal on him i would certainly be looking to acquire wandale robinson if at all possible Um, but that's about it probably on the giants i'm pretty much done with the Kadarius Tony experiment if you've got him you probably just have to hold on to him for now but if you can manage to wait until he comes back has a good game i would look at flip in him just because it's been such an up and down journey we've had literally what two games two or three games in two years from him so i'm kind of done with that um, on the raven side honestly it's pretty narrow tree of guys that i'm really interested in lamar jackson always obviously Probably aren't getting a deal on on him. Uh, Mark Andrews, obviously, absolute stud. I eleven targets, seven receptions, hundred six yards, and a touchdown. I mean, what's not to love? Isaiah Likely, same sort of boat as Daniel Bellinger. I really liked Isaiah Likely. I believe he was my tight end three in this draft class. Uh, he fell a little bit further than I would have liked, but he was very offensive minded. Very, um, he was used in a lot of offensive ways at Coastal Carolina. Not like a blocking specialist, but guy who is putting up yards, putting up numbers. And these guys love using tight ends. So Isaiah Likely, definitely, definitely see if you can get him thrown in on a deal. But anybody else, man, Devin Duvernay, Kenyon Drake, Tylen Wallace, get rid of those guys. Um, trade them if you can. Get rid of them for what you can. Honestly, I'm jk dobbins is just a hold for me if you've got him you got to hold and see if there's better days i don't know what's going on if it's a lingering side effect of this injury or if they just don't trust him i don't know what's going on but it's not what we were hoping for not what we were expecting i'm certainly not trying to quote unquote buy the dip i'd rather look at investing in somebody like etn at this moment in time or kenneth walker um but yeah i would just hold on to jk dobbins for now see how things turn out another upset this week the pittsburgh steelers I mean, not even the Pittsburgh Steelers with Kenny Pickett. Penny's, Kenny Pickett got injured and went into the concussion protocol. So it was like it was like a fifty-fifty Kenny Pickett and uh Mitchell Trubisky show outmanned and outgunned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 18 to 20. So for dynasty takeaways, Leonard Fournette Huge buy for me if you're in any way a contender. I mean, he's so disrespected. Like, he's not even talked about in the same breath or same sentence as guys like Dalvin Cook, guys like Alvin Kamara, you know, guys like all these other, you know, kind of vet running backs who we expect big production out of he's not even mentioned in the the same vein as them yet he's leading all of them in in productivity like he's currently the rb5 pending monday night football averaging almost 19 points per game i mean the dude is a stud in this system he definitely fits what they're trying to do he's he's got 36 targets already that's ridiculous so absolutely go get Leonard Fournette if you need some running back help I think he'll help you just as much as almost anybody out there at this moment in time but it'll also probably be cheaper than a lot of the guys that you might be wanting anyways on the Pittsburgh side very interesting setup obviously there's so much change and shifting having to go into the concussion protocol, not ideal. He actually was looking pretty good. He's he's really intriguing prospect to me. He's playing a lot better uh, than I thought he would, I, I would say. Mitchell Trubisky, he came in in relief. He played well, got the win, you know, slinging it around. No cares, no care in the world. I think you just sell him if you can. Get whatever you can from him. 23 second, you know, whatever. We know that they want, you know, they've already made the switch. The only reason he got in the game is because Pickett got injured. So he's not the long-term solution. I don't think he's going to be the long-term solution anywhere, especially with this 23 class coming in, things like that. Um, For me, honestly, I've been saying already I'm worried about Najee Harris. He did get into the end zone, 14 attempts for 42 yards. I mean, it is what it is, man. If you've got him, if you can pivot off him, like I said, I saw a couple weeks ago somebody get, you know, Damien Harrison 23 first, I would do something like that. But don't sell him for pennies on the dollar. If you have to just hold and wait for him to get a little bit healthier, maybe wait for him to have a couple big splash games sometime in the year or maybe in the offseason, that may be the time to trade out from him. I'm still buying on George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. They're both studs. They both play well. There's just a lot of shifting and changing going on. It's a good coaching staff in Pittsburgh. They're good players. We've talked about it multiple times in this episode. You you buy at wide receiver at wide receiver position specifically. You have to just buy the talent. You know, not worry too much about the situation because sometimes those situations change quicker than we could expect. So if you're looking to rebuild, I think Deontay Johnson is still young enough and definitely talented enough where he could be one of those guys that you're looking to target as a tier down. You know, so somebody sees Mike Evans as this absolute stud alpha wide receiver one and they're willing to give you like a 23 first um, or say I don't know probably wouldn't happen but if they were able to willing to give you 23 second and Deontay Johnson or a couple of seconds and Deontay Johnson I would I would do something like that because I think Deontay Johnson is a talented wide receiver I think it's a difficult situation I think he'll bounce back probably even this year but certainly in the long term the Matt Rule Carolina Panthers fell to the LA Rams 10 to 24 and the game was as ugly as it sounds uh, honestly Christian McCaffrey looks awesome he is getting the work he looks amazing Again, similar to me, if you're as if Saquon Barkley, guys like that, if you're a contender, if you're going for the ship this year, ride it out if you're not sell high, sell while selling is good. Other than that, man, there's just nothing. I mean, there's nothing really going on in Carolina that I'm looking to invest in or get involved in. DJ Moore is just a hold. I love the dude. Absolutely super invested in him in Dynasty. He just cannot get a break with quarterbacks, with situations. Uh, Just hold him. There's no point in trying to sell right now. You're not going to get the return that he's worth. Rams, they're a mess. Their offensive line is a mess. Their running back room is a mess. You know, Daryl Henderson had 12 attempts for 43 yards and a touchdown. He's not something Somebody I'm investing in for the long term if you can flip him now while he supposedly is you know quote unquote the, the, the lead back or the bell cow back or whatever you want to call it I would I, unless I mean honestly even if I was a contender I would probably be looking to sell because I don't expect him to hang on to that job all season and to be really you know even efficient when he does have the job um, other than that Stafford's not been playing particularly well Cooper Cup's awesome I mean he just is what he is at this stage you're not gonna be able to get a deal on him He, he he's one of those top five five dynasty wide receivers that, you know, you're going to have to overpay to get hold of him. And he is a bit older. Not that that puts me off, you know, having him or acquiring him, but it's just, you're gonna to have to pay so much to get him. Um, Allen Robinson, he had a decent game, five receptions, six targets, you know, 63 yards and a touchdown, but the way he's been playing so far, the way that the Rams are playing in general, If you can capitalize on it and get out from under Allen Robinson, I would. There's nobody really I'm majorly looking to invest in. Tyler Higby is fine. But again, sort of what we talked about with the tight end position. If you're rebuilding absolutely fine trading Tyler Higby away I wouldn't probably do it right now unless there's just a desperate manager in your league he didn't have a good game only two targets but he has been playing pretty well he's certainly an important part of the offense it looks like this year Um, he's somebody that's replaceable somebody that you can get that kind of production out elsewhere so I'm happy to trade him if you're getting a decent return the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks absolutely deceived us they they horn swoggled us they bamboozled us we were supposed to get a 51.5 point over under and we got a 9-9 Nineteen, just absolute bore fest, snooze fest. Kyler Murray did rush for hundred yards. That's great to see. But man, I've gone on record multiple times. I still maintain Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible coach. I'm still buying into Kyler Murray. If you can get a dip in Dynasty, I'm still very much interested. I think right now is a great time to go out this week and try and trade for Hollywood Brown. He got injured. That's not good. That freaks people out. And DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. I think everyone had it in their minds, anyways. Oh man, Marcus Brown's been really good, but that's only because D Hop's been out. I don't think that's necessarily true. I would certainly be going out and knocking on some doors this week. If you could get him for like a 23 second, I would do that all day. Uh, Rondale Moore as well. Somebody that I'm very interested in had another good game. Again, I think there's uncertainty with the help out to come back and with the Cardinals just generally sucking. Um, I would certainly be looking to see what you could try and get Rondale Moore for. On the Seahawks side, Kenneth Walker, I mean, dude, is an absolute stud. I've been telling you all season to trade for him before this happened. Now he's had 21 attempts, 97 yards, and a touchdown. He looks like he's uh, just locked in as the bell count. You know, he's going to get all that work. So yeah, if you can get a deal, I don't think you can, but I'm certainly interested in inquiring him. Geno Smith. Yeah, if you're a contender and you need a piece and a super flex and you can get him for cheap enough, I actually traded for him uh, for a 23 third. I mean, that's come on for a starting quarterback. That's probably going to be a starting quarterback the rest of the season. I'm trying to compete. That's easy deal. But in general, I'm not looking to pay up any serious draft capital. I don't, I don't believe that he's the long-term option there. Um, Other than that, TK Metcalf, absolute stud, had a bad game, two receptions, 34 yards, no touchdowns. It, he's he's well within that target for me. He's a top 12 dynasty wide receiver, in my opinion. If I can tear down, quote unquote, uh, so oh man, I'm rebuilding here. To here, take my Devonte Adams and give me DK Metcalf on a 23 first, man. I would love that. Or my Tyreek Hill, give me, you know, take my Tyreek Hill, give me DK Metcalf on a 23 first, something like that. I know it sounds crazy, but man, this time of year, people are fighting tooth and nail. They've got the the fever. They want to win that championship and that's all they care about is the points. Tyreek Hill just had 15 targets. They're probably going to be foaming at the mouth. I I would do those kind of deals if you're looking to rebuild. Bills and Chiefs. What a what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. The Bills get a form of revenge, if you will, beating the Chiefs 24 to 20. Obviously, they would rather have win in the playoffs, but I'm sure they'll take it. Honestly, as far as Dynasty goes, Josh Allen's untouchable. If you don't already have him, you're not going to be able to get him other than for a King's Ransom. So that is what it is. Devin Singletary i'm absolutely happy to sell high on him i don't see him as a long-term dynasty asset um you know that is obviously if you're a contender and you've already got him and he's like your rb3 or four then just ride that out i think he looks pretty locked in this year James Cook has not emerged yet i don't know if he will obviously it's only six weeks in things can change but devin singletary is certainly getting the lion's share of the work uh Stefan Diggs stud absolute stud you know you just keep riding with that unless you need to you know and if you are tearing down if you're trying to rebuild He's somebody I'm going to want a lot for. So please don't be selling digs for just the 23 first. Do not do that. Gabe Davis, on the other hand, I'm happy to flip um, Dawson Knox. He falls into that category of easily replaceable tight ends. So if you can flip him, definitely do so. I would be looking to invest in Khalil Shakir. I'm pretty high on him. I think he has a pretty pretty interesting future there in such a high-powered offense where they're very creative and interesting in the way they build their offense. I think he's somebody you can definitely get thrown in on a deal at the moment. Isaiah McKenzie, not somebody I plan to build on around long term so i would that's basically how it goes i mean there's really very few pieces that i'm looking to invest in or trade for maybe james cook i still believe in we'll have to see how that plays out but again don't be paying up big time for him because we haven't seen enough to know that there's anything worth really investing in long term it's just sort of our pre-draft evaluations that we're going off of on the Chiefs side, um, you know, again, Mahomes is in the same sort of category as Josh Allen. You're not going to be able to get a deal on necessarily. But for all the pass catchers, man, I am all about selling like there is no tomorrow. I don't believe in Gigi Smith-Schuster. He had a good game, 5 for 5, 113 and 1. If you can sell high off of that, get a 23 first um, or get like a first and a player or a second and a player, that would be fantastic. I would love to do so. Um, same goes for Marcos Valdescandi, Even though he didn't have a good game, when does he have a good game? Um, Isaiah Pacheco. You know, he's not really taking the world by storm. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, same sort of situation. I don't see him as a long-term dynasty asset. Um, He's fine this year. But man, if you can flip him high and, and get some good draft capital, help you on that rebuild, that's something I would certainly look to do. Last, but by no means least, we had the great showdown between the NFC East Titans. Philadelphia Eagles, still undefeated, 6-0, defeating the Dallas Cowboys, 17-26. to Now, for the Cowboys, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, Zeke Elliott has been in decline a little bit there for a while. We've all been aware of that. He did have a pretty good game this week on um, stat-wise, I should say. He is certainly somebody that, man, I really just want out from under at this stage. It's really sad. I love Ezekiel Elliott. He's been one of my favorite running backs for the last several years my son's name is Ezekiel so I have a little bit of a soft spot there for him in that reason as well but man it's just the writing's on the wall there I think he's the kind of guy that for me you know if you're rebuilding or just middle of the pack if you can sort of you know say here's Ezekiel Elliott and I don't know like Kenneth Dean well give me your 23 first I'm probably willing to do that at this stage just because I don't think you're going to get enough off of him alone to make it worthwhile to get like, you're not going to get just probably very, very unlikely if you're in a competitive league with semi smart people in it that you're going to get, straight up a 23 first, no matter how desperate the manager is for Zeke Elliott. Um, but if you can package him in some smaller player that you're not really convinced on long term for me, like a Kenneth Gainwell and get a 23 first, I still think that's a good deal or something that I'd be willing to to kind of like kick the tires on. I know we talk about not trading um, players, the existing, you know, solid players for more, just picks. But for me, Ezekiel is not really in that category anymore. When I'm talking about guys like that, I'm talking about, you know, players like a Devonte Adams or players that you know like a Stefan Diggs guys who are still maybe either giving you elite or semi-elite numbers those are the guys you don't want to just trade away for just draft picks just lotteries but he's he's giving you those elite numbers he's not giving you that anymore and no I'm not really one of those guys who's massively into Tony Pollard as like the next big thing but you know so I'm not really looking to like acquire him because I think anybody that has him is probably the truther and they're probably going to want you know, like a 23 first form or something like that. And I'm certainly not willing to invest that in him, uh, on the Eagle side for me, you know, Sanders has certainly been intriguing, but if you had him and he's been really, you know, you're just middle of the road again, no problem whatsoever flipping him. I don't see him as necessarily a long-term asset in dynasty. Um, pretty much very few running backs are AJ Brown stud, you know, Devonta Smith stud, if you can still get a discount on Devonta Smith, I think you should. I actually put out a tweet today where I said, you know, I, I don't regret having AJ Brown as a top five dynasty wide receiver coming into the season, but I do regret having Devonta Smith down around like wide receiver 20 or maybe even a little bit lower. I might've had him around 22, 23, possibly. I don't think it was that low, but it was somewhere around wide receiver 20. That was too low. I think he's very, very good. Jalen Hurts has taking another step forward. He can, he can sustain two wide receivers. Yes. There's going to be days where it's AJ Brown's day. There's going to be days where it's Devonta smith's day but they're both very good they're both going to have a good um they're both going to give you good production I, i would be really happy to have either of them on my team no matter if i'm rebuilding or if i'm content well there you have it folks a little bit longer a little bit different something you know just a little bit different there for you but i thought it was a good time to have that little come to jesus moment where we just be honest and real with our expectations evaluations of players from each team and kind of just give you some food for thought maybe some more theory than rather than stats so much um just from a dynasty perspective of ideas of you know players to trade for or trade away whether you're contending or rebuilding but hopefully you enjoyed that make sure and you know subscribe please leave a review it really helps the show i really appreciate it be a friend tell a friend make sure and come back later this week have a special guest as always going to be a great show on thursday speak to you soon